This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants me. You're gonna acknowledge me. Alright, everybody, guys and girls, welcome back to another edition of the SmackDown Review with Mike and John. As always, I am one of the co-hosts here, Michael Ritter. You can find me on Twitter at Michael5Ritter. And on Instagram at Michael Ritter 5, also the host of the Football Function Podcast, available on all of your podcasting platforms, including the one that you're listening to this podcast on. And also my co-host, John Carrasco, joining me here for his like fourth or fifth episode. I'm starting to lose count already. That's a good thing because now we're starting to get in the swing of things and actually break down SmackDown here. But speaking of tonight's episode of SmackDown, I will say this episode of SmackDown aired on February 11th, 2022, from New Orleans, Louisiana. A little bit of a hill move there. Yeah, not a big fan of New Orleans. Obviously, Atlanta Falcons fan. You do the math there. But anyways, this episode of SmackDown, I actually didn't get a chance to watch the first, like, 45 minutes of because whatever reason, my... DirecTV decided not to record SmackDown. We've had these situations come up in the past. If you're a longtime listener of my version of this SmackDown review here, then you know this happened literally like my second episode, my actual second episode here doing the SmackDown review. Whenever they did the actual draft, like the brand split draft, my the episode of SmackDown didn't record. So like coming out of the gate, we dealt with some technical difficulties. And they just kind of come up, you know, every so often. That's kind of what happens whenever you have satellite and you actually have a, you know, a, I guess a cable provider. You have to rely on that. And it was just a little bit of a glitch. I don't know why. What happened? I mean, I watch SmackDown every single week, but for whatever reason, it didn't record this episode. Well, I mean, yeah, it didn't record, but I tuned in at like 7.45. It starts at 7 central where I live and I just tuned in a little bit late. I was going to have some fast forward time and then catch up, but. I tuned in, and I was in the middle of the Natalia versus Aaliyah match, about 46 minutes into the show. So I'm going to be relying on John, my reliable co-host here, to kind of get us through the beginning portion of the show. And I do know that I missed Roman Reigns making an appearance. That's number one. I missed Sonya Deville getting slapped. That's another thing that I was pretty pissed off that I missed. And then I missed, I guess, uh, an interview between... Reigns and Cole, maybe a little bit of other stuff, a, a tag team match. I'm not really sure exactly. I'll let you kind of guide us through that beginning of the show, but I was able to watch a little bit more than half. Like I said, got there about the 7.46 mark. SmackDown ends at 9. So as far as this episode of SmackDown goes, what are your opinions on it? I mean, did you think it was a good episode? It does feel good, number one, first and foremost, to be back here recording in my actual habitat, here with my actual mic and stuff, not on the road. So that feels good, but what did you think about this episode of SmackDown? I mean, did you think it was a pretty good one here on the road to WrestleMania? Oh, yeah, I mean, definitely raised my eyebrow a couple of times, you know, so it, it had me had me on edge. Uh, definitely was looking forward to a couple of things, you know, like the Aaliyah and Italian match, and then, I don't know, kind of on edge about this uh, Big E, New Day type thing. So, yeah, we can get into it, though. 
Okay, so basically what happens, and we'll roll on into it. Um, it just has a little recap of Charlotte and Ronda from last week. Uh, you know, the uh, little encounter that they had at the end oh, of yeah, the show. Oh, yeah, I remember that week. very yeah. vividly. Yeah, so, I mean, it was just kind of a touching base on that. And then, of course, I mean, you know, it had a little new host to it. Uh, Corey Graves was on there because Pat McAfee, I believe, they said that he was out of town for the Super Bowl. Yep, in Los Angeles so. doing Radio Row. Yeah, so <clears throat> it, it was kind of weird to see Corey on there, or definitely, well, I wouldn't say see, but more of, like, hear him, you know. Um, it's just coming over, like, the brand thing. Here, here it is, you know. It's bringing over from another. Did go he ahead, take a ahead. shot? Yeah, I did take uh, a shot. No, I, I knew you took a shot. Did Corey Graves take a shot at Pat McAfee? Because I heard oh, that he on did. the internet that he took a shot at Pat. Corey Graves, keep in mind. Has been cleared to wrestle. He's that's like why he's involved with WWE. He used to be oh, a wrestler. Okay. Had to retire because of concussions or something along those lines. Maybe I'm, I'm not sure. I think it might have actually been concussions though. But either way, he was forced to retire early. Obviously, engaged now to Carmella. You would expect he'd want to get in the ring. You know, experience a little bit of the Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins, Jimmy Uso, Naomi, Miz, Maurice type couple. Mm-hmm. I guess simultaneous careers in the same time in wwe we've seen this happen so many times with so many different couples but would you th- do you think that'd be cool to see pat mcafee versus Corey graves i mean pat mcafee has had a match here i mean it was in nxt but still wwe he had a match i mean would you want to see pat mcafee versus Corey graves maybe at wrestlemania honestly that would be pretty interesting right there i'd love to like tune into that you know so i don't know just like the they're both Pittsburgh guys. I mean, they kind of definitely have a little bit of history. They do get along in real life. But, I mean, if he's taking shots at him, him being the raw color commentator, mm-hmm. Pat McAfee being the SmackDown guy, I could see them setting up a nice little angle there if, if Corey Graves wanted to get back in the ring, having a nice little easy opponent. No offense to Pat, but something that's entertaining for sure, to say the least. I'd be interested in that for sure. Maybe have Byron Saxton be the special guest referee or something. Yeah, that, that'd be cool to see. Uh, I'd definitely be interested in that. Um I don't know. I just it, sorry. It, I didn't mean it, to get you off topic there. I just noticed. I heard. I saw somebody say on the internet that Corey Graves took a shot at Pat, and they would like to see maybe that be a uh, a feud or something like that. Was that in the Discord server, or was that did I miss? Was that, did I see that online, or did was that in the Discord chat? Uh, I don't. I don't recall seeing that in Discord. All right, cool. Uh, I'm yeah. just making sure that I wasn't getting things confused there. But go ahead. Yeah, but um, yeah, we'll keep on rolling into this. Like I said, it was kind of weird, just like uh, ha- or hearing them on there and everything like that. So I mean, n- it wasn't too much of a fan, but I did feel like it was like a like a better opportunity for Michael Cole to do his thing, you know, kind of like put his voice on top. And it kind of like seemed like that's what he was doing like uh, throughout the show. So it, it was positive. But other than that, yeah, we'll keep on going. Uh, so Sonya Deville, she uh, ends up coming out and she's or she's already in the ring, basically, like standing there, you know, like wrestling is that video pack package ends. And she's uh basically like on her little rant, you know, like saying that what Rhonda did was, you know, overboard and stuff like that. So, of course, she wanted there to be consequences. So she started to. Well, she wanted to make a petition, I guess you could say, for Rhonda to be fined a hundred hundred thousand and be suspended indefinitely and then here comes adam pierce just like you know out of the blue like okay like we're this is not what we're gonna do you know so it was kind of uh i don't know kind of like taken away from someone you know so 
That's like some authority, like like kind of like putting her in her place a little bit. I, I totally get that because I did see the replay a little bit later in the show. They did sit, they did show the replay of this, and I actually liked it. He had his phone, you know, he kind of pulled that out, and he was reading where he said or who somebody told him that if she gets involved, if she does, yeah. if she gets involved in the match tonight, if she lays a hand on Naomi, then her job is going to be in serious jeopardy. And then sure enough, if I'm not mistaken, Naomi comes up behind her, gives her a good slap right in the face. I mean, I'll let you dive in there. You saw it happen live. I'm pissed that I missed this. And, and that's one thing I will say. Me and you record. It's it's only around 10 o'clock right now. So it really – SmackDown only went off the air about an hour ago. So there's not like a whole lot that I can go back and watch. Like I, if you didn't record the show, then you can't go back and watch it. So I'm going to have to wait till Hulu or highlights come out to actually get a chance to really – see what i missed in that beginning part of smackdown but this is the one that i'm like damn it you know i really wanted to see sonya deville get her face slapped by naomi i've been kind of waiting for this but tell me how was this segment once naomi finally did show up i don't know i mean basically like uh you know she just shows up uh basically kind of like goes through well let me backtrack a little bit because what 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 was said was on the text messages, uh, going back to what you're saying, it was Vince, Vince McMahon that was the one that actually called that shot. You know, oh, so okay, so I was very, Vince. Oh, yeah, very high up, you know. So, yeah, you definitely know that there's some type of, you know, authority to to that, you know. So he kind of just like uh, gives off the, what would you say, like bullet points or what would the demands? Yeah. I guess you could say. Yeah, and he's saying that, of course, you can't lay a hand on, or Sonya Deville can't lay a hand on Naomi, and of course, the job will have, or she does that, the job will be, or her job will be in serious jeopardy. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, okay, I get it there, and then, okay, let's go fast forward a little bit back to where you were. Uh, Naomi, she's talking about, you know, Sonya not being able to touch her and stuff like that, but she can lay hands on her, and then that's when... You know, that's that smack that you're talking about that you wanted to see so much in it. I don't know. I'm kind of feeling 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 for Sonya right there. I mean, I don't know. I just don't get it. Like there was like a, a segment, I guess you could say, between Adam Pierce and Brock at one time, you know, taking the F5s, getting them suspended, the million dollar fine, stuff like that. So I don't know. I'm not. Not with the. I mean, we'll, we'll get into that at the end of the show. Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, the main reason why I wanted to see Naomi get slapped is because she, or not Naomi. The reason why I wanted to see Sonya get slapped is because I've seen Naomi get slapped so many times where she didn't retaliate despite getting hit. Like, I understand she's your boss, but if you should show the footage, you know, there's a, a camera literally two feet away from you. If you show that to Vince McMahon or whoever you're supposedly going to get fired by if you do retaliate to Sonya Deville whenever she hits you backstage, like we saw happen several times during the duration of this program. So if you just show them, hey, look, clearly I was defending myself. I was hit first. I understand she's my boss. That doesn't give her the right to smack me in the face. So that's just one thing that I was I was looking forward to seeing Sonya finally get a little bit of a taste of her own medicine on that one. I got you. I got you. I mean, of course, different opinions and everything like that. But we'll uh, uh, jump on over to this next part of the segment and everything like that, uh, which is basically I don't know how to address this. Uh, it's, you know, Biggie, New Day. It's kind of a 
it it doesn't seem like it's fitting together right now. So I mean, I've seen like people wanting to like have it split, like Biggie. That's me. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Biggie and and uh, King or Kofi Kingston. Sorry about that. And then <clears throat> instead of the New Day, all just together as a bunch, you know. So I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of on the like. I, I want to see them together, you know, but then again, I feel it's he's just filling the void for uh, King Woods being out as of right now, you know, so I don't know. It's kind of on edge about that. So, but yeah, that's kind of like kind of com- confusing to me. But yeah, they do have a match that's against the Los Lotharios again. You know, it's kind of following up with everything that they did, but they came out with the. I don't know. What, what would you say? Like quotations, lethal lovers. I don't know if that was new or like, like did they call themselves that or no, was that, that just was it written on that. the graphic? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. So, yeah, so the ring they, announcer announced them as the lethal lovers, huh? Yeah, yeah. So I, I was like, is it's that definitely new. new. I can okay, confirm okay. Th- that is a new thing. I could tell you right now for sure. I never heard that before. I mean, I think they're kind of just testing the waters, experimenting a little bit with Los Lotharios. I think it's a good, it's a good thing to do. They're a good tag team. You're going to eventually get something to stick. I and mean, I do think they're kind of in the right ballpark right now mm-hmm. with the gimmick that they do have. So I just think they're kind of, they're going on the right track. I will say, and I didn't see this match or who won or anything like that, but from what I've seen, you know, in, in weeks past and, kind of the the path that they're on i'm a fan of what they're doing okay okay i mean so uh with that being like i guess new um they did have a kiss cam as well i'm i would assume that's new as well because i haven't seen it on anything else but uh yeah they basically just walking into the ring you know and then here comes this little heart-shaped kiss cam where they they just walk up to like a female that's standing in the corner and they both give her a kiss on both sides of the cheek, I guess you could say, at the same time. So I, I wonder if, if they're going to keep on doing that. I mean, it'd be cool to see it like in like how they do it in basketball games and stuff like that, to do it out in the crowd rather than, of course, they want the camera to be on them. You know, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, see, I will say a quick, a quick thing on that. Wrestling events aren't necessarily as popular as like a – Take your girlfriend on a date too, you know, like, see, I just took my girlfriend Ashley to SmackDown last week, but that's kind of different. You know, that's typically not, if you look around the crowd, you're typically not going to see like uh, a boyfriend and a girlfriend, a husband and wife. Now you do, you, you will occasionally, I'm not saying this is a general case, but like NBA games, that's much more common. You can look around the crowd and you'll just see, you know, it's like, it's more of like a couple thing, I feel like, whereas wrestling events are more like a family type thing i guess if that makes sense but i I totally get it and it'll work i mean if you do if you use a kiss cam eventually if you look around you'll see it i mean they whenever i was in oklahoma city during one break they had like a a bella cam where they were going around the crowd and people were standing up and they were like you know turning their hips and stuff you know doing like the bella entrance yeah they really were and there were people around me grown men who were actually doing that trying to get on the camera so i'm sure that you know no matter what you what you try to do, if you look around the crowd, you'll get people doing it. So, anyways, I kind of derailed you a little bit, as I've done a little bit already on the show tonight. But go ahead and you can keep going there. You you're talking about a kiss cam going on here with this this tag team match. Yeah, I mean it, it's kind of cool to see like they're actually like starting to fit into their role a little bit better and stuff like that. So, I mean I'm 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 okay with that. But yeah, let's go ahead and get into the match. I felt like it was a uh, it was pretty good, but I didn't feel 
as if like Big E's like energy like is there anymore, you know, like him coming into this like tag team, I guess you could say. But yeah, I, I just feel like the like the match is being at least by push more for uh, Kofi and Los Lotharios, you know. So I just feel like Biggie's just there to be there, you know, to help him out. But <clears throat> I mean, everything. I guess you say the match was good. They had a good back and forth. Like I said, Biggie didn't feel present and everything. So um, majority of like the match was like centered around uh, Kofi and Los Lotharios. So. I mean, they put on a good show. You know, I wasn't mad about this. I kind of was ready for it to be over with last week. But then again, like them coming out with this new stuff that's on the entrance and stuff like that kind of like brings a new life to it. So I, I, I wasn't mad at it. But yeah, the Los Lotharios, they ended up getting the win. And I mean, pretty much it, you know? Yeah, right. Team one. I feel like Los Lotharios, that's the team. If you're going to have these two teams go at it, whether you call them the New Day, whether you call them... Biggie and King Kofi or whatever you're going to call them, then either way, I think Los Sotarios deserve to get the win here. So what happened next here on SmackDown? I know we're probably getting pretty close to the the Leah Natty match. I know it's not next, but I know it's definitely creeping up. So and that's where I actually end up coming in watching SmackDown. Gotcha. I wouldn't fast forward too much. I mean, there's definitely an interesting part with the Usos. They uh they end up uh, ambushing the Viking Raiders backstage. Oh, just okay. little. Yeah, so it was definitely like a a good push for the uh chat, the match that's going to come at the elimination chamber and it kept me on my you know, kept me on my little over my seat, I guess you could say, cuz the way they just like came in and beat them up cuz those are two big guys, you know, you wouldn't expect just a couple punches just to knock them straight down to their feet, you know. So they definitely had to well on them. I know you're a fan. I know oh, yeah. you're a fan of what the bloodlines doing and all that stuff. Does this mm-hmm. attack seeing kind of I guess what the Viking Raiders are, where they stand as the quote-unquote number one contenders, do you think they have a chance to to be the team to dethrone them, the Usos, that is? Uh, I mean, I'd say they're up there, but I wouldn't say they're going to do it. You know, I wouldn't say that they're going to be the team that takes the actual belt from them. I don't know. So um, I, I'd, I'd say a no on that. Okay. Hey, no problem with that. Mm-hmm. They, they could uh, – Definitely hold it a little bit longer. It could be one of the titles that gets dropped at WrestleMania, or they can keep on holding it. We don't know what they're going to do yeah. with this bloodline stuff because it's really unprecedented. We've yeah, waited to see this. No, 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 no. I was just going to say that we've waited to see this uh, faction, this group, get together for so long. Like it's It's been a while, honestly, that we've really wanted to see the bloodline or some type of Samoan dynasty mm-hmm. family get together. So now that we finally do and we have one, I could see them really milking it. I do think, though, that the the clock is ticking on the Usos' title reign. I just get that vibe. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I just think the Usos and Roman Reigns, they're just going to go hand-in-hand hand with the titles, you know. So, I mean, wh- whatever path they're on is how I think it's going to go, you know. Yeah, but following this, we had, like, a little video package with uh, Roman Reigns and uh, Michael Cole backstage. I, I did, didn't really grasp too much of this on my notes. You know, I was more more, more, more interested with uh, what was actually going on, just trying to take everything in. So, I mean, I can't really give too much detail about it. But, of course, it's just given the buildup between uh, Roman and uh, Goldberg for the match that's coming up. Um, did you happen to catch any of that by chance? Roman Reigns? 
pro- promo? Yeah. I did not. Okay, okay. I didn't, but I will say I have a little bit of breaking news here. I hate to interrupt you. We're going to get right back to the SmackDown review in this exact segment. Well, we do have a little bit of breaking news here. Um, Let me see. I do got to pull it back up because I don't want to get it wrong. Shout out to Josh Tehand. He's actually the one who broke this news in the Discord server. But apparently the the Intercontinental Championship uh, changed hands. It says right here during a special SmackDown taping on February 11th. Sami Zayn defeated Shinsuke Nakamura to capture the Intercontinental Championship. Tune in to SmackDown next Friday at 7 Central on Fox to see how the master strategist emerged victorious in the hard-fought battle for the gold. So apparently it was like a dark match or something like that. This clearly didn't happen on the show. But I did want to give a quick shout-out to Josh T. Hand. He's in the Discord server, and he did break that news. So I know obviously by the time you listen to this show, you're already going to know this. By the time like this episode is actually out and – being listened to by the patrons and whoever but that's still crazy that this happened just now i mean we've waited for this for so long the intercontinental championship finally gets defended and it changed hands i i said this was the right decision just for just for the sake of change because that title desperately needs it we don't have to go any further into that because we'll eventually talk about it whenever the time comes but just a little bit of breaking news there you can go back to uh to breaking down that segment roman i do apologize for cutting you off Oh no, no! I mean, that's definitely like some, you know, interesting news right there. I, I, I wouldn't say how much for it. You know, I'd rather see like an actual match for it rather than just be like a behind the scenes type. Yeah, deal. just hear the news. Yeah, that's definitely yeah, kind of yeah. that's kind of I mean, crappy, but yeah, it's kind of crazy that we actually like in the middle of recording and we actually got that news. So I mean, a, a good shout out right there. But yeah, we can keep rolling on uh, into this next uh, segment, which is the Leah and there we go, Natalia match so i mean definitely help me out right here i'm getting a little choked up i mean don't worry i got you bud all right well tell me see i was confused whenever i got this whenever i got to smackdown and i started watching it this is the match that was going on clearly that's why i said a little bit earlier so it was a little bit weird i was kind of trying to figure out okay what's going on here i do remember that that they scheduled this match they were going to get the one-on-one because they do want to see if she can beat her like legit, right? Like it's not like a count out win. It's not like a fluke victory in a very short amount of time. We want to see if she could actually beat Natalia. She doesn't get to in this one. Uh, she puts her in the sharpshooter. She's like hanging halfway out of the ring. I wasn't sure if it was like a legitimate, like they stopped the match because she tapped out or if it was like a disqualification on Natty's end. But they did stop the match right there. So that is on me. Like I said, I was still kind of getting used to it or, or trying to get situated to realize, holy crap, I'm really behind here. But I ended up kind of getting the grasp of what happened after that because Aaliyah ends up being saved by none other than Zia Lee. She makes her appearance, once again comes out to the rescue, scares Natalia off. Were you happy to see Zia Lee? Do you feel like this is kind of – I mean is she going to do something else? Like I mean how often or how many times are we going to see her run out, scare somebody off, not do anything? Like, give her a one-on-one match already. I mean, what are we waiting on? I'm not talking about a dark match. I'm not talking about anything like that. On the show, on SmackDown, I want to see her have a one-on-one match literally with anybody. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Um, just just going to, the, uh, like, the mailbag real quick, I believe it was. But every time I, I'm uh, seeing Zia Lee now, uh, Matt played this, or of course everybody knows what it is, the Mortal Kombat song. And it's just been in my head, dude. Like, I don't know. It was the funniest thing to hear. So, yeah, every time I see Zia Lee come out, that's, like, going to be, like, my 
My I first can't tell time. you how many to- how many times I played that song in the '90s. Like I really did. My my parents <laughs> probably absolutely hate that song. In my room, just like fighting air, just kind of you know a little peek behind the curtain. Right. Definitely. Right. A, I was a Mortal Kombat fan to say the least. Of course, of course. Yeah. I mean, so it, it, that was definitely cool. But um, I, I'm kind of for the the protector role. You know, it kind of gives her the involvement in like things that she shouldn't be in. I guess you could say, because of course this is like the build up for. Aaliyah, you know, so I, I feel like it should be like the good one on one that's going on here. But, um, of course, like Natalia, she's always doing this off like dirty thing or dirty fighting, I guess you could say, like whenever the bell rings and stuff like that. So, I mean, the protector role, I feel like it, it just, it fits her well. Yeah, it does. I, I just want to see her wrestle a little bit. I feel like oh, her yeah. gimmick, yeah, spot on. You're right. It fits that. her. It does fit her well. I just want to see what they're going to do with it. Can she go in the ring? That's what I want to know because yeah, as of right now, if we're to, if if there's a box that says can she come out and save somebody who's being bullied and scare off a bully, check that bad boy. She's proven that <laughs> on multiple occasions. Now can she check off other boxes? That's kind of where I'm at here. Gotcha. I mean, I I think she definitely put a good smackdown on some of these women. Oh, she could, without a doubt. I've seen her work in NXT. She had a little bit of a gimmick there. She is, without a doubt, at least looks like she's actually trained, like, in martial arts with how she does the stuff that she does, yeah. like, refer, like during her entrance before she gets into the ring. But are you ready to move on to the next segment here, the Zane with Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura? Hey, but before we do that, I'll give you a little bit of time to catch your breath. <laughs> DJ Kuzmo asked me a question on the mailbag. He asked me how the crowd in OKC was reacting to Shinsuke Nakamura's match, I feel like as a whole, the OKC crowd was, if we're going like on a scale of one to 10, they were probably about a consistent six and they got up to like the nine, 10 area during like the Goldberg and Ronda Rousey entrance. Like whenever those people came out, the crowd popped. They really did. The Goldberg, um, whether you heard Oldberg or Goldberg, I promise you my section and like the people like surrounding me, it was pretty unanimous they were in support of Goldberg in that situation. There were a couple, you know, diehard Bloodline fans who didn't care who who was going to come out. They were going to boo whoever was going to be coming out to get in Roman Reigns' face pretty much. But anyways, during that match itself, I feel like they were probably in the more like mm, five or six range. Really solid, consistent there. They They didn't really get low at all during the show. But they only really got extremely high was during those those returns, I guess you could say, the Goldberg and Ronda Rousey moments. But other than that, I'd say consistent like six. So, I mean, they passed the test, I guess you could say. So I, I don't feel like there was a need for any, like, pumped-in crowd noise. I know that people said that they heard it, and I'm not saying that they didn't. They probably did. wouldn't surprise me. OKC isn't, like, a big market. WWE probably just assumed, well, let's go ahead and play safe here. Let's pump in some crowd noise for what we want to hear. So I would not I would not put it past WWE to actually pump in the crowd noise, but from where I was sitting and from what I or from what I was hearing, is the crowd was actually into it. So I'll give them about a six just to to answer your question, DJ. But yeah, go ahead, John. Oh yeah, I mean uh, basically just this uh, insane thing, man. I'm kind of kind of over it, you know. Uh, definitely, it, it was cool to see uh, Shinsuke and Rick Boots come out on it, but I felt like it would be like more of a like intense conversation and everything like that. And it was kind of like more of a, like a jokey, like ha ha type thing, uh, going towards, uh, Sammy about his jackass stunt, I guess you could say. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, I mean, what, what do you think about him, uh, Sammy saying that Shinsuke has been ducking him for about the past six weeks? Honestly, I agree. I mean, not not necessarily ducking Sammy, but ducking everybody for the past God knows how long, for as long as he's yeah. been the Intercontinental Champion. And it's not because of him. It's not like he's literally like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to fight Sami Zayn. It's just because mm-hmm. of how he's being booked. So that's that's all we have to look at is what's in front of us and what we're seeing. And it looks like Shinsuke Nakamura, does, for whatever reason, does not want to defend that Intercontinental Championship. So I feel like no lies were detected. With Sami Zayn there saying that he was ducking him, but if you're going to call out Shinsuke, you're likely going to uh, eventually get a match, and apparently that is what happened. Oops, we didn't get to watch it, unfortunately. I was really looking forward to watching that match, and I do want to know what WWE says because it was advertised mm-hmm. to happen next week. So what's going to take that match's place next week? I was expecting an Intercontinental Championship match, so they better have something up their sleeve there. But I will say it was funny whenever Shinsuke Nakamura asked Sami Zayn, if he's seen the movie that they're making next week, hence the match that was advertised next week, but he said this one was called Jackass Defeated. Get it? Referencing, you know, calling Sami Zayn a jackass, saying that he's going to be defeated. See, that was funny. I love that. I legitimately laughed whenever I heard that. That was a that was a pretty good moment there. But apparently, it was all for naught because Sami Zayn did in fact gain. That Intercontinental Championship. So since we're here, we're already in the Intercontinental Championship topic. What do you think about this? Do you think it was a good move? Do you wish the title would have stayed on Shinsuke? Where are you at? Uh, I'm definitely kind of just took me for a shock. I mean, I definitely wanted him to actually, you know, have the match for it rather than, yeah, like I was saying earlier, rather than it just happened behind the scenes. Uh, I don't know. I'm not for Sammy too much, you know. I mean, he got, he has his good moments, I guess you could say, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not on his side. Yeah, like he's he's being a little trickster here lately. Like one thing I don't want to skip over, even though I kind of did just now, was the Rick Boogs moment where he grabbed that mic stand and it looked like it shocked him, <laughs> and his guitar kind of played, and he fell down. Whenever Shinsuke Nakamura was checking on him, Sami Zayn hit him with a hell of a haluva kick. Get it? Like, I mean, honestly, that was a hell of a kick that he hit him with. If he ended up fighting him after the show, it's no surprise that he took the championship from him. He's probably still seeing stars from that first kick, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Sami Zayn's run as Intercontinental Champion. He he's a hell of a a heel. He's a hell of whatever role you put him in. He's going to do a damn good job doing it. I think he's going to be a better champion than Shinsuke was at least on this run. Shinsuke has been a, a good champion in the past. Like he was a good NXT champion. He's had other belts, but. This Intercontinental Championship run was just very disappointing, and I feel like it fell short of my expectations. So hopefully Sami Zayn can kind of get those bad tastes out of our mouth and have a good little run here. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the the run, I guess you could say. I'd rather see it be blown up to a bigger platform, I guess you could say. But what do you think about – all right, so we can go ahead and move on here. Cesaro versus Baron Corbin. Happy Corbin, whatever you want to call him. But what do you think about Madcap's eye? Like, I'll tell you. Caleb Grant, obviously, you know Caleb, my roommate here. Yes, sir. He was there with us at SmackDown, and I didn't catch this. I I totally missed this. I just, I must have been looking somewhere else when this happened. But apparently, Drew McIntyre kicked a microphone out of the ring. I don't know if you saw this on the, on the, uh, the TV broadcast last week, but the microphone literally hit Madcap Moss in the face. 
And Caleb and his sister, who were there watching SmackDown with us, they pointed that out. They said, hey, did he just kick that microphone and it hit him in the face? And you can kind of see Mad Cat Moss like bending down, grimacing, kind of holding his face. I thought it might have split him open a little bit with that hard corner, you know, on the microphone that they have there. But, dude, apparently – I mean there's no denying what happened and where it hit him because that (laughs) is a hell of a shiner there. I'm sure you've seen that being a baseball player. You've seen, you know, the ball get hit in somebody's eye before and ended up looking pretty bad like that. Yeah, it was kind of, yeah, definitely like, I don't know. I maybe thought there was a little bit of added to it, but gosh, yeah, that was a a good lick right there. And they're going with it. I mean, they're going like storyline with this thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to see what's going on with me, see what the doctor says and stuff like that a little bit further down. But yeah, he's kind of like holding off, kind of being scared about and everything. So trying to push it off to Corbin. And I don't know. I'm, I'm more on the Mad Cat train. I'd rather see him fight Drew McIntyre or, you know, have the match and everything. But I don't know. But yeah, moving into this next one, man, we got uh, Happy Corbin and or versus Cesaro, freaking Swiss Superman. I kind of picked up on that. That was pretty cool. Uh, I think I believe Corey Graves was the one that said that. But yeah, Happy Corbin, man, he's been pre- he's been undefeated uh, moving into all these matches that he's had. So that's been good, positive for him and everything. But yeah, at the beginning of this match, uh, Corbin he was basically just handling Cesaro. You know, I don't know. I, Figured it'd be a little like more of a back and forth, but I don't know. I feel like Cesaro, he's probably he's like low playing his skills, I guess you could say, and all this. But he kind of comes back in, I'd say, a few ways. He hits a deep six, a corkscrew, uppercut. But yeah, in the end of this, I mean, it was fairly short. Uh, Happy Corbin, he ends up getting the win after the uh, end of days, you know. So I was like, what? But yeah, it was kind of cool to see. You have anything to say about this one? Casual wrestling fan actually asked in the Discord chat, "Why is moving called Happy Days instead of End of Days? Given that his name's Happy Corbin, what do you think about that? Do you think it's End of Days is better? Given the kind of that's kind of been what it's been called, do you think it should be Happy Days? Given his character change, um, just, I'd rather go with the original. You know, just keep it as it is. But um, if that's what's going with his character, I mean, I kind of see it because I don't really see like anything really going for him so if they want to kind of like give him a new move or something like that that'd be cool i mean if it ain't broke don't fix it because he's already he has he's never lost with this move nobody's ever kicked out from the end of days that's well documented so it's definitely a a nice little good finishing move there and some people Mm -hmm. get their finishing like look at the super kick that was Shawn michaels finishing move for his entire yeah. career he made a hall of fame career out of that now it's a transition move the usos do it carmelo or carmelo carmella does it a lot of other people do as well it's just one of those moves that we've seen i mean dolph ziggler's done it now it's all over nxt aew it's just one of those moves that gets overused i feel like more than any other oh yeah i mean i've definitely taken a few from you oh yeah me too my, myself included you know i've definitely <laughs> If I catch you slipping, you know, not paying attention whenever you're walking by, definitely got to, you know, make sure that you're on your toes there. Gotcha, gotcha. But, yeah, um, basically after that, man, it kind of goes into the madcap uh, behind the scenes. He's in the, I guess you could say, like, physical yeah, room. Yeah, with a like trainer. A eye test and everything like that. So, I mean, he's kind of, like, trying to play it off, like we were, I was saying earlier, that he doesn't want to 
move into this match with uh, Drew. So uh, Dr. Mincom closes his eye, and of course, like Drew, he just pops up all quietly, stealthy and stuff like that. The sword just right up in his face. You know, doctor tells him to open his right eye. He looks, he sees the blade. He gives uh, Drew like that little slow little head turn. Just like surprised that he's there and everything like that. So, I mean, I was kind of off for it. You know, it's kind of a, it's kind of throwing a madcap into a corner. You know, it's like, hey, it's either you do this right here or basically like you got to do this. You know, no other option. Yeah, there's nowhere to run. Yeah, I was okay with that right there. Me too, me too. All right, let's talk about what happened next. Bill Goldberg sits down with Michael Cole backstage, and they talks about how he no longer gives a damn, essentially, about what any of his critics say or anyone else for that matter. He just doesn't care anymore what anyone thinks because he kind of – he says for a while there, a few years ago, he might have listened to what people say on the internet and all that stuff, but now – he couldn't care less. So, and he also says that he is still the same old Goldberg, and Roman Reigns is going to get what's coming. It's two years in the making, two years past due because they were supposed to fight at WrestleMania a couple of years ago. It didn't happen. And I guess there was a reference earlier in the show where somebody said that Roman Reigns is going to Goldberg, Goldberg, something like that, something along those lines. I could be, you know, messing it up a little bit, but. Goldberg says, you know, there's only one Goldberg and basically saying that this comeback is is not going to be short lived. It might be one that's going to last a little bit. According to him, we'll see what happens. But I mean, where are you at on this? Do you think there's any way that at Elimination Chamber we see Roman Reigns maybe get upset here by Bill Goldberg? I mean, I definitely don't see that. But I mean, it is interesting to see like the Goldberg coming back and everything like that. I believe I last saw him. Uh, SummerSlam whenever he was facing Bobby Lashley. Yep. I mean, so, I mean, just seeing like an old wrestler, you know, somebody that I'm kind of familiar with. I mean, it, it keeps me, it keeps me in tune. I mean, I wouldn't say in tune, but like more interested, I guess you could say, you know. So, I mean, I'm kind of for it, but I don't see Goldberg taking it, taking the belt from Roman Reigns, that is. But I mean, he, he did say, that he's already, or it kind of made it seem that he's already looking past Roman and yeah, looking towards Brock, Brock, you know. Yeah, I was like, you know, just an eyebrow raiser right there, and I was like, okay. I mean, he's making it seem like Roman Reigns is just like his stepping stone, as if just he's please, not, not like a, the top guy, you know. Just, like, yeah, yeah. Just, so I was like, okay, but I mean, please not a triple threat. That's all I ask. Please not a triple threat with these guys. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm I'm for it. I can't really say nothing about this. Yeah, that's kind of all we get there is a backstage interview with Michael Cole from both of those guys. Maybe we'll get a little bit further next week. Maybe see another face-to-face encounter. I was in person at the one last week, so I wouldn't mind being at home on TV watching one so I could really actually uh get a good look at it, I guess you can say, and actually hear and see their facial expressions and all that stuff. There are benefits to being at home and watching one of these events, but anyways – Unless you got anything to add about the Goldberg and Roman stuff, we can go ahead and move on to this main event in this long match between Charlotte and Naomi. Oh, yeah. I'm all good on that part. Let's keep it rolling. What did you think about this one then? I mean, this was a long one, like damn near 20 minutes, right? Something like that. Maybe like 25, somewhere around there. Oh, yeah. It, it was a good lengthy match. I mean, it was a lot of, I'd say a good back and forth, you know? A lot of near uh, falls. Yeah. Naomi was coming 
dang close to a lot of she was you know, she hit a lot of good like moves and everything like that so it, it yeah this was a great match there was one in particular i thought it was three like i was legitimately oh, like yeah. i told caleb i was like that should have been three right exactly there. like the ref yeah yeah you saying that like i already saw like the third hand already coming around for that last lap you know so yeah that that was a good little point out right there I mean, it was just near fall galore. That's like all it was because it wasn't just that one. There were so many others where she had Charlotte. It looks like, I mean, it, and it wasn't just like she was just doing the rear view over and over again and rolling and, you know, hooking the leg and trying to pin her. Like she just kept putting herself in unique positions to try to win this match. And there was a couple of times where I seriously thought she was going to do it. But I mean, you know, deep down, they're not going to give up that match. They're not going to make Charlotte look weak. If she drops her title, even if she got it back a week later, it would still look bad. She's She lost the championship, so they're not going to do that. I knew that she wasn't going to win this match. We kind of talked about it last week. It was a lose-lose for Naomi, but I guess I didn't factor in how strong they could make her look, and that's really what they did here. And uh, They didn't give her the win, but I mean, they made her go as close as she possibly can and make her really look like she can compete with Charlotte and, I guess, for lack of a better word, push her to the limit. Oh yeah, I was definitely impressed. I mean, there, like I said, there were so many moves that were thrown out there, so it definitely kept you kept you interested. But yeah, like you said, Charlotte, she gets that win, and of course, you didn't ever, or from the beginning, you knew like this was just like a like a pick me up match, I guess you could say, because like like how Goldberg, it's like Charlotte, she's already looking past this, you know. Yeah. So I I, I didn't really have like too much of a connection to it you know but it was definitely good to watch yeah it was but that's kind of why like like i say it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to to have a program with someone between rumble and mania like i understand you got to have a pay-per-view between there because you can't just have it be the royal rumble then the very next month have it be wrestlemania you have to build it up a little bit but i don't like these stepping stone contenders i don't like these mm-hmm part-time challengers who are only going to be here for a little bit and there's really like there's no point in doing it just don't have a don't have those championships be defended on that card have a couple of the mid-card ones maybe i mean look at the wwe championship that's one that could clearly be defended no problem there and it is it's being defended at and inside the elimination chamber if i'm not mistaken isn't that right oh yeah it is i mean basically i mean all five of them so it's going to be a good match and everything like that i'm definitely in tune for that one um but the ending of this man it was definitely crazy you know Sonya Deville comes out she's basically like kind of giving Naomi her little heckle for the loss and everything like that not a and good idea course, yeah yeah I mean god you, this uh you know the elements that are coming from this and everything but yeah uh in or in comes Ronda Rousey of course you know she's coming it kind of feels like as she's doing the well, Naomi retaliates, right? She, you kind of mentioned that she actually starts swinging on her, you know, gets her down there on the ground, and then Charlotte comes in and hits the big boot on Naomi, and knocks Naomi down, and then that's whenever you see Sonya kind of get some really some stiff kicks in on Naomi. Do you see that whenever Naomi was laying on the ground, Sonya Deville starts kicking Naomi whenever she's laying there, and then that's whenever Ronda Rousey sprints out there, and it almost looks like she stumbles when she gets to the bottom of the oh, ramp. Yeah, she like stumbles a little. It's like she almost rolls her ankle or something like that. Well, she slides in there. She Charlotte runs for it, but she grabs Sonya Deville and looks like she's going to put her in the armbar. You see her in the sling. Mm-hmm. Well, she was going to get another one in her other arm, but Charlotte pulls her out of the ring, kind of makes a narrow escape. 
But yeah, yeah, I totally get you. Yeah, Ronda Rousey does come out, but I did want to point out because I saw how stiff those shots were that uh, Naomi was throwing when she was like cocked back swinging. I mean, it was just, it was a sight to see. Like I said, I mean, Sonya Deville's done a good job of building up heat to where I love seeing Naomi kick her ass. It's just one of those <laughs> things like I'm not, it's not old for me yet. Oh, I mean, it's starting to build on me. I mean, I'm starting to pay attention to this a lot more. I mean, I'm starting to feel you're starting to son. You're starting to side with Sonya a little bit. Yeah, yeah, man. I was, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just feeling like it's like, like, of course she was taking her uh, advantage with her authority and everything like that. And now I just feel like it's starting to like too much backlash is starting to get her. You know, oh, like no. she, she, she got a. Ronda Armbar, you know. That's it's starting to catch up to her is all yeah. it is. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I definitely feel for her. And, uh, just, just like at the beginning of the show, like how, like she, she wanted all these like stipulations, you know, the 100k fine, the suspension indefinitely and everything like that. Like, like I was saying, Adam Pierce, he got a couple F5s from Brock Lesnar, you know, and he, I, I don't know if he was the one, but I'm pretty sure it had the, I mean, yeah, it had the involvement of Brock Lesnar getting all that stuff happening to him, you know, of course he had. Like, yeah, that's push. why he got suspended. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of feel as if. Remember, like, he went back and like broke his phone and whatever, like snapped his phone in half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then, the, yeah, go ahead though. Yeah, there, there was a lot of like stuff that was going on. I just feel like it wasn't like fair, you know. So now we're just seeing like one person able to take like all that authority and just use it, and now we're seeing another person over here just getting abused theirself, you know. So I don't know. I'm starting to feel the Sonya Deville thing. I can't believe it's still going on though. They haven't. I mean, they've had sure. their matches. Sure. It's gone through pay per views. I mean, it started in like November. But this thing is rolling. I mean, it, it just makes too much sense now to just let it roll through. See if we can't just push this bad boy all the way to WrestleMania. We'll see what happens there. But that does do it for us here on the SmackDown Review. John, I want to thank you, obviously, for joining me, for taking time out of your evening, for me and you to talk about SmackDown. Um, obviously a little bit different given that I missed a little bit of this one. Sucks. I hate when that happens. I got to stay on my A game with that, but you know how it is. Sometimes you're, you know, you're doing stuff actual life stuff you don't actually get to sit down and just watch it exactly whenever you want but that's when dvr comes into effect but dvr you know whenever you're trying to when you're in a tag team match and you're really tired and you're trying to get to your corner to get your your tag team partner in there to get the hot tag i went to my corner to tag in dvr and it wasn't there it wasn't in the corner and the opponents went over there gave me a spine buster someone hit a splash out the top rope one two three knocked me out but luckily you Kind of got redemption here, saved the show, and we were able to deliver here. So a good 70th edition of my version of the SmackDown review since I started here. But now that you've been here, I feel like the show's better than it's ever been. So I do want to thank you for that. But the floor is yours. Any shout-outs, any plugs, anything you want to say before we sign off here? Yes, sir. I do appreciate that. I mean, it definitely builds the confidence and everything. But, yeah, I definitely want to give a shout-out to you, man. Thank you for having me on and everything. Uh to the listeners, I mean, stay involved. I mean, we, I, I got some, I got some tricks up my sleeve. So everybody that's listening, if y'all are in tune, I got, I got something up my sleeve for y'all. But other than that, yeah, just, yeah, just uh, another shout out to you, man. Thank you. Oh yeah. Always, buddy. 
But speaking of the listeners, if it's your first time listening, thank you so much. If you're a regular listener, thank you also for making this part of your weekly routine. Hopefully you will continue to do that as these, as these episodes continue to drop. But on that note, I hope you have a damn good weekend. Walk passionately in the direction of your dreams, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash wwepodcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.